This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Well, folks, here we are. Um, it's taken me a couple of days to recover from that uh, Saturday debacle against Oregon. I'm Jeff Tito Fitoff. Thanks for joining me here on the Buckeye Daily Blitz. Talk a little about the game that just happened, what's happened since then, and what's going to happen, I think, in the future. But, um, you know, in in all my years of watching Ohio State football, I can't think of a time where we've had three consecutive games where the defense was so overmatched. And... You know, the Alabama game last year, end of the year, Alabama was dominant. Ohio State didn't seem to make many adjustments. They couldn't stop Alabama. And um, so I chalked that up to, okay, it's it's Alabama. It's the best team in the country. They beat everybody like that. They've got a great team, a lot of talent. Look at what happened in the draft and the fact they have a high trophy winner, all those things. And I I was able to justify, wrap my head around it and say that, you know, Alabama is just that good. And then we have the, the Minnesota game to start this year. Um, the uh, the forty five to thirty one victory for the Buckeyes, and in that game, Minnesota ran the ball at will against the Buckeyes. Now the Buckeyes made some big plays to uh, help overcome the Golden Gophers, and I chalked that one up too. Well, okay, it's the Golden Gophers. It's a it's Minnesota's got a solid team, home game, first time for the home fans in a long time, great atmosphere. Freshman quarterback for Ohio State put the Buckeyes in a couple of spots where. You know, the, the offense didn't necessarily click early on. Uh, C.J. Stroud struggled early. But then Ohio State pulled away. And at that point, I think, okay, they've got it figured out now. They're, all the cobwebs are gone now. This team's ready to roll going into Oregon. Going to the Oregon game. And Oregon did exactly what Minnesota did and ran all over Ohio State. That's three consecutive games. And now I'm done making excuses. You know, you could I chalk the one up, I say, it's Alabama. Best team in the country. Uh, it's Minnesota on the road. Uh, first game in front of fans. They're an excited team. They're an underdog. They played really well. Ohio State didn't play great. Maybe overlooked a little bit, looking towards Oregon. But now you can't excuse it anymore. And the defense, to give up seven yards of carry to Oregon, after giving up, I don't know how many yards of carry they gave to Minnesota. Minnesota ran all over them. And now Oregon did this. Ohio State had no answer. None. And it's depressing to watch because the Buckeyes should have better talent in every game they play this year in the regular season. And then we'll see what happens if they get to the playoffs, was my thought before. Now the playoffs, obviously not a done deal. Um, But especially at home, this shouldn't happen. And since then now, since they lost 35-28, to and again, C.J. Stroud started slowly. I'll talk about the offense, I guess, later on. Let's talk about the defense first, because that's where the real issue is right now. Now Josh Proctor's gone for the season. That's a big loss as well. But Ohio State should have better athletes than any team they play this year in the Big Ten. Going for the rest of the season now, any team they play this year, Ohio State should have better talent on paper. And being manhandled like they were by Oregon and by Minnesota on the ground is inexcusable. So what's the issue? Um... I don't think it's the personnel. 
I don't believe it's the personnel is what the problem is because I do think the Buckeyes still, still have elite talent all over that defense. So it's got to be in the scheme and the coaching or some combination of those two, scheme and coaching. And there's been talk about a rift in the locker room. And Ryan Day, usually the press conferences when Ohio State does these on Tuesday, when they have media availability, it's usually Ryan Day, one or two assistants, and then maybe one or two players. Today was just Ryan Day. He looked pissed. He sounded pissed. I'm glad. I'm glad he sounded pissed. He would not directly answer who's going to call the defenses going forward. And he said, Gary Combs still a defensive coordinator, which is fine. It doesn't mean Kerry Combs is going to be the one calling the defenses for the rest of the season. It doesn't mean that um, there's going to be changes. I mean, there won't be changes within the defense of how they do things. Day sounds pissed because he said he's spending more time on the defense now than he wanted to. He like offense is his thing. Ryan Day, offensive genius. That might be a strong word. Very good offensively, though. And that's what he likes to focus on. That is what he does. That's what he's known for. And he's frustrated by what the defense has done because look cj stroud for all he's done so far as far as having struggles in the first half missing some receivers he should hit he's played very well for a redshirt freshman quarterback very well for a sophomore junior senior quarterback he's played really well so far the defense though now is so frustrating for ryan day and i don't think the buckeyes are going to make some huge move where they it's not their mo the university's mo like fire a coordinator mid-season like what navy did with their offensive coordinator but I could certainly see some shuffling of the duties. And Kerry Combs, to me, fantastic defensive backs coach, fantastic recruiter, all those things. Sounds like he's in over his head because they they didn't adjust against Minnesota. They didn't adjust against Oregon. Minnesota adjusted when they had the injury at running back. Ibrahim got hurt, and that was the adjustment for Ohio State's defense right there was Minnesota losing their best rusher. With Oregon, they didn't adjust. And they put no pressure on their quarterback on Brown. They um, Every time Ohio State needed to make a stop, it seemed like they couldn't do it. Very frustrating to watch. And, you know, well, I'll get on the offense just a minute to talk about that a little bit. but And then we can close this up by talking about where they're at in the playoff realm if we want to talk about that. But the defense, though, it's embarrassing what they've done the last few games. And... and just because of how much talent they have. I shouldn't say embarrassing. It, it's disappointing is what it is. It's disappointing what's happened the last few games with this Ohio State defense because they're way too talented to have this happen. And there were reports of some infighting now with uh, players being upset with uh, the scheme. And um, I could totally understand that because you don't come to Ohio State to get run on like that. You come to Ohio State to have an attacking defense, one that dictates what the offense on the other side of the ball is going to do. Ohio State's defense dictates what you're going to do on offense. The last two games, Ohio State has not done that. The last three games, even. Ohio State has not done that. They didn't do it against Alabama, Minnesota, or Oregon. Those teams dictated what was going to happen in that game, and Ohio State did nothing about it. So, the good news is, you've got Ak- or Tulsa and Akron coming up the next two games. A chance to right the ship. Now, they should dominate Tulsa and Akron. They should win each game by 40 points. Not going to tell us too much, though, about the team when it gets into the Big Ten play, when they start playing. And I, know, I think Rutgers is the next one after that. Um, then I think they've got Maryland in the homecoming game. But you'll know more when they have to play Penn State, when they have to play Michigan State, when they have to play Michigan. You're going to know more about them then at that point, how good the Buckeyes are and how much they can change. So this happened at a good time. As far, Sorry, it happened at a time when it's the most advantageous probably for Ohio State to have postseason aspirations. The bad news is 
this was going to be a signature win for them on their schedule if they could have pulled this off. Couldn't do it. Now they've got to hope other teams in the Big Ten keep winning. And uh, then Ohio State can knock them off and knock them off their perches uh, as they get a chance to try to play get to the playoffs. Now, as far as the offense goes, um, C.J. Stroud, he is the kind of quarterback that has made some throws that you look at them and say, oh, my God, I cannot believe he completed that pass. He threaded the needle a few times, like just unbelievable passes to people that probably should never have been completed, maybe never even thrown, but he was able to do it. So he is really good at making the tough pass, has a hard time making the easy pass. I mean, how many times has he overthrown receivers on little short out patterns? And um, that's frustrating to watch because he can make the really hard throws, it seems like, but struggles sometimes with the easy throws. And for the second consecutive game, he started off very hot, uh, very poorly. Not very poorly. He started off cold. And then rallied, ended up with, you know, over almost 500 yards passing for the game and almost got Ohio State to a victory. Interception really wasn't his fault. It was a tough play at the end of the game. He never should have been in that position in the first place. But I'm fine with C.J. Stroud, fine with what he's doing, okay? I'm not one of these people who after the first quarter want to say, bench him, get somebody else in there. I'm not going to do that. C.J. Stroud's just fine. C.J. Stroud is not the issue overall. They need to run the ball more consistently, that's for sure. They definitely do not have an established running game, and that they need to do. But the offense, I'm much less worried about that than I am about the defense. Now talk about their playoff chances. They're not shot, but it's going to take some work and some help now. Um, Because of how people gave Ohio State the benefit of the doubt after the Minnesota game, much like I did, Oregon game now, now we got a trend. Now we got two straight games where Ohio State has gotten pushed around. And so they have to start doing some pushing back. In these next few games, they've got three ga- two games, the, the Tulsa and Akron games back-to-back. They have got to dominate those games. They have to they have to put the foot on the throat and dominate those two teams. If, if Tulsa comes in or Akron and puts up 30 points on the Buckeyes, even if the Buckeyes win 60-30, to 30, it's going to look bad. They need to limit Tulsa and Akron both and keep them both no, no, no higher than the teens. And that's only if it's a blowout. Uh, if it's 63 to 19, that's okay. All right. You can't have 24 to 19. You can't have 28 to 19. You've got to have a blowout game with these two teams and you've got to look so much better on defense. They, so it's going to be critical in that. Then on top of that, like I said before, they've got to, and I, I get into a bunch of arguments with people about this. You need to root for Penn State, Iowa, in Michigan. If you're an Ohio State fan, you have to hope they win. I would love for each one of those teams to be undefeated when they play Ohio State. And then, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa in the in the Big Ten Championship. Think about if Iowa's a top, top five team then still at that point. Undefeated. And they get to play Ohio State, who's knocked off undefeated Penn State, undefeated Michigan. If they get a chance to do that, they can certainly establish themselves being a team that belongs in the college football playoff. But if they lose another game, their chances are shot. No two-loss team from the Big Ten is going to get in. So those are all critical games for Ohio State. And I know people have told me for years that they, they oh, I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan, too. I do. I hate Michigan. But I want Michigan to be undefeated and ranked in the top five every single year they play Ohio State. And Ohio State to crush them and to beat their dreams. Because that's a more painful loss. If, if Michigan comes into the Ohio State game with like a, a five and six record or something, or five and five record, whatever, then Ohio State beats them. It's like, oh, you know what? They're supposed to. And we're prepared for it. That's it. Think if Michigan's undefeated in that Saturday after Thanksgiving, and Ohio State goes into the big house and knocks them off and gets the Big Ten championship game because of that. I want that pain for Michigan fans. Okay, that's what I want. So, yes, I want Michigan to keep winning. I'm glad Michigan beat Washington. I hope Michigan runs the table. Um, Now, granted, Michigan and Penn State both can't be undefeated at the end of the season, but 
I want to see those teams as highly ranked as they can be when the Buckeyes play them and knock them off. Because that's what the Buckeyes are going to need to get back to the playoff. So I'm watching the game this week with Tulsa. I'll talk more about it later on in the week when I start to do a little bit of a deep dive on both on the offense and defense of Tulsa and what Ohio State needs to do, what they need to, need to exploit. Understand this. Ryan Day's pissed right now, which is a good thing. He finally lost a game, a regular season game, first one he's lost, but he lost a game against a team he should have beaten. That hasn't happened with Ryan Day yet. His other losses he had were games we could we could understand why he lost them. We understood why he lost to Alabama. We understood why he lost to Clemson. We understood those things, okay? This one is one that he should have won. And um, the first time it's happened in his career with Ohio State, I'm anxious to see where it goes from here. And I hope we see a much better effort out of the Ohio State defense and the coaching staff when they regroup on Saturday to take on Tulsa over the horseshoe. That's it for now. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe, follow all those things with the uh, Buckeye Blitz, Buckeye Daily Blitz podcast. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. And we'll uh, talk again in a couple of days. Thanks so much.